Thank you for spending another Midweek Moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of March, 2023. Before we get started, where do you stand on the issues? It's that time of year again. Take WPT's annual member survey at wptonline.org survey. It will only take a moment of your time, and your participation will help us gauge member sentiment on various topics impacting Wisconsin. Visit wptonline.org survey today. And thanks to everybody who's already taken the survey. And if you haven't, please do so. We've had a lot of great responses. I've really, really enjoyed seeing them come in. So thanks again. Happy midweek. How is your week going so far? So I was watching an old episode of Seinfeld last night. This is kind of random. And I, I picked a random episode. I landed on one called The Note. It's absolutely hilarious. I think it's in the first three. It's the third season, maybe. And in the episode, Kramer swears he sees Joe DiMaggio in Dinky Donuts in New York. Of course, nobody in the episode believes him. So this morning, I had Joe DiMaggio on the brain. And wouldn't you know it, today marks 24 years since the Yankee Clipper himself passed away. One of the greats, but I thought it was worth mentioning. A little random coincidence and worth recognizing as we fast approach the start of the Milwaukee Brewers 2023 season. Who's excited for that? I'm so excited for that. It means springtime. It means the crack of the bat, the roar of the crowd, late summer night baseball. And speaking of, they're actually playing Great Britain today. Kind of weird spring training game, but let's jump into some news together. All right, get a pen and paper ready. The Joint Committee on Finance yesterday announced the dates and locations for the official public hearings on the state budget bill. The co-chairman of the committee's committee said the public's ideas are an essential part of the process. I would agree. They encourage residents to provide their feedback. Wednesday, April 5th at the Waukesha County Expo Center. Tuesday, April 11th at UW-Eau Claire's Davies Student Center. Wednesday, April 12th at the Wilderness Resort in the Wisconsin Dells. And Wednesday, April 26th at Lakeland Union High in Minocqua. All hearings will be from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. They'll also be live streamed on wisconsini.org. You may submit comments directly to the committee at legis, L-E-G-I-S, dot wisconsin.gov slash topics slash budget comments. Of course, WPT will have all of this information available in the next Weekly Insider, so make sure to check your inbox on Monday evening. I love this, though. The the Democrats on the committee, there are four of them on a 16-member committee, decried the announcement of the locations yesterday. They were so ticked off that they put out a press release saying Republicans have decided to avoid the most populous communities in the state. They then later go on to say that they're excited to listen to Wisconsinites from all over the state about how Governor Evers' investments will make our communities stronger and safer places to live, work, and raise families. So one, Waukesha is in the Milwaukee metro area. It's literally the most populous area in the state. Number two is the Madison area. The Dells are a stone's throw from the Dane County border. So I don't know what they're trying to say here. Also, people do live outside of Milwaukee metro and Dane County. So... We need to hear from everybody. And two, they're only excited to hear from people who believe what they believe. I mean, they want to, they said they're excited to listen to Wisconsinites from all over the state about how Governor Evers' investments will make. A hearing is the time for them to listen to everybody, not just those who believe what they believe, not just those who want to kowtow to their and Governor Evers' budget agenda. So also, isn't it just more fun to talk to people you disagree with? I don't know. Maybe I just like to argue. 
If you didn't know, the WHO, the World Health Organization, is drafting a pandemic response plan and will submit that to member nations, which give them the authority to control pandemic responses and kind of bypass, you know, federal and national governments. They kind of get to control shutdowns and things like that, is my understanding. It's actually of great concern. We usually do not talk about federal issues on the midweek moment, but Congressman Tom Tiffany and Senator Ron Johnson, obviously both from our state, have introduced a bill that would require this WHO plan to be passed with 60 votes in the U.S. Senate, similar to how a treaty is currently ratified. Nearly every Republican in the U.S. Senate has co-sponsored the measure. Tom Tiffany, a great ally and friend of WPT, said the United States should be in charge of our own pandemic policy. We should never outsource that power to an international bureaucracy that behaves like a puppet of communist China. Ron Johnson said he was proud to reintroduce the legislation to hold the WHO accountable for their failures and increase transparency for the American people. Johnson said, reassuringly, the sovereignty of the United States is not negotiable. One of our longtime members brought this to my attention recently, and having looked into it, I think people should really pay attention to this issue, even if MSNBC tells you not to. In late January, the exceptional exceptional team over at the Institute for Reforming Government, great team over there, released an audit and a report on how public school districts in Wisconsin have spent or not spent their unprecedented COVID funny money from the federal government. In short, they haven't spent it. They're sitting on it. And with a complete straight face telling you that your taxes should be higher and that they're underfunded and they need to go to referendum to fund police officers and roads because, well, they decided to hire a new six-figure salary equity chief to call your kids racist. <laughs> it, sorry, but it's absolutely true. According to a follow-up from IRG, the Department of Public Instruction in Madison is sending out pages of talking points to administrators on how to respond to the report. They're getting so much pressure. They called the report misleading, which of course is the word they use when they can't call it false. The superintendent of state schools, Jill Underly, said, the only thing that matters is kids. That literally was her response. How reassuring. The good news in all of this is that the report has added so much pressure on school districts, they've actually increased allocations of this money from $508 million to $938 million in just two months' time. IRG said they will be releasing a massive update on this early next week, and they do applaud districts that were spurred into action by the audit. I remember hearing a quote not long ago from a founder of a very prominent and wildly successful inner-city charter school in Philadelphia. He said, when private schools fail kids, they close. When public schools fail kids, they get more money. Let that sink in for a second. And on that note, as you think about how they cry for more money while they sit on mounds of cash, Thomas Paine said, the mind, once enlightened, cannot again become dark. That's all for this week. Have a great rest of your week. And as always, thanks for listening. Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business, farm, and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org slash join.